all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? Waggy sauce, Gardner. Well, time to flush the loss from last week. It's on to Buffalo as the Jets look to sweep the Buffalo Bills on Sunday in Orchard Park. Wouldn't that be sweet? That is, it is uh, Jake and Lorenzo on the Jets Way podcast, bro. We forget about last week, or uh... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm 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 forgetting about it. I'm I'm keeping. I'm thinking of the positives from last week. Um, trying to keep the good vibes going for Buffalo. Um, I think we're definitely going to need it. I heard it might be snowing over there, so. Uh, might be one of those games, but definitely excited for uh, for the matchup. And the week just got off to a great start because Aaron Judge is back on the Yankees. <laughs> oh yeah, C- congrats to all the Yankee fans out there. You know, as a as a Met fan, I'm not gonna lie, it would have been uh, interesting to see him go to another team. But um, you know, there is some loyalty in New York, um, so ha- happy to see that he's back. For, oh, for bro, for sure. I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought he was done. done. Oh no, me, me too. <laughs> um, I thought he was done, and I wanted a rebuild too. But now it's. Uh, they got to put their money where their mouth is. This isn't enough. Shout out to uh to, to John Heyman with the tweets. Um, that was that was great, great content. You don't really <laughs> see that in football. We haven't had that in football. We did have like Antonio Brown on the Bills for like five minutes. We we did. That's that's pretty much it though. In football, we don't really get that too often. I mean, we had the uh, Anthony Barr situation where. Well, that's not really false reporting. He True. did just. He just kind of <laughs> reject the Jets at the altar. He changed his mind. It wasn't like somebody <laughs> reported it and it wasn't true. But the only thing I could kind of think of, and also Antonio Brown being on the Bills was also a done deal. Just Antonio Brown didn't want to go to the Bills. And <laughs> the Bills probably dodged a massive bullet yeah. with that one. So wow. I can't think of that ever happening in football. It's it's crazy. Um I mean, listen, $40 million per year, it's hard to turn that down. I'm surprised he turned down the offer from San Diego, which was reported at 10 years, $400 million. So, um, yeah. glad, you know, definitely glad he's back in the New York market for sure. Well, and we're also joined by uh, by our good buddy, Benny, from the Jets Way podcast. What's good? What's good? So, how you been living, bro? It's been, uh, what did we talk? We talked uh, week one on here, and it was definitely a different type of vibe week one. I'll tell you that. 100%. 100%. But, yeah, uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> how are we feeling uh, heading up to Buffalo this week? Uh, I'm loving it. Loving the energy around this team. Uh, I'm very confident in the weird way. Not saying that we're going to win. But I'm not afraid of Buffalo. I, I think the makeup of this team is we're, we're a gritty team. And I, we're not going to back down to anyone. So I'm, lo- I'm definitely looking forward to see how we rebound after a heartbreaking loss to Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. It's, it's weird after the loss to Minnesota. Like a lot of, you know, there were a lot of should have, could have, you know, we could have won the game, whatever. But like the performance by the offense at times um, had me excited. I think Mike White can definitely deliver. Obviously, we got to fix the red zone offense, um, which is another discussion. But um, I'm definitely more confident in what this offense can do if we, you know, fully um, play to our, our our potential for sure. Now, I don't want to backtrack too much to last week's game because it's always forward, never back. But just curious, just out of curiosity, Mike LaFleur, 
Is there any doubt in your mind that they might be considering some type of play caller change? Because it has been bad, to say the least, for the most part this year. I know that they're really high on uh, Calabrese, a Long Island native, I might add, out of East Islip High School. Shout out to the last year of the Redmen. They will be changing the mascot next year. But a uh, fun little fact there. I learned something new every day. So what do you think? LaFleur, is he good to go or uh, are we making a change there? Man, it's it's really tough. Like I, w- I was giving him a lot of excuses because point blank, Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback right now. So That I'm was like, another question I was going to ask you today. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm like, eh, I got, I could, there's built-in excuses when your quarterback is just playing horribly. I'm like, oh, maybe we could see something else with a different quarterback. And we put up the yards, but in key situations, time and time again, the play calling seems to fail. We get too, cre- too creative. He, 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 it seems like he, he thinks too much. It's the third and one where a physical football team just plays smash mouth football. We're at the one-yard line. Push, find a way to run it four times if you need to and get the yard. There's, but there's, there's too much end arounds. And it's like, what, what are we doing? To the kick like, returner. Yeah, to the kick returner. Like, I don't know, bro. It's just a lot, of, a lot of things going on with the third down plays are horrible. In the red zone, it's obviously horrible. That needs to be cleaned up if we want to be competitive uh, going down the stretch and make a legitimate playoff run. There's a lot to be desired with Michael Flair. Definitely. I'm I'm not totally out, but if we continue these struggles, there, there's there's not a true option. Like you, you have to consider to leave. I don't think Robert Sala will do it though. That's no, his, that's it's his friend. friend. <laughs> that's his friend. I don't it, think he'll do it though. It's like the college baseball coach that Lorenzo and I had. The the pitch caller, I don't again, I don't want to <laughs> let's just say he was not the uh <laughs> I, I don't want to be mean on here, but his pitch calling was was definitely rather questionable, but he was the coach's best friend, and that was never on the table to maybe let yeah. the catcher call. You see what I'm saying here? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're too good of buddies, and that that's – hey, that could be a downfall for Salah. But my question to you is, and me and Lorenzo have I, – I think more so of myself, to be completely honest with you on here. <laughs> but why can't – I'm serious, too. Why can't Mike White – be the guy going forward for the Jets. Like, what do you think right now? What do you think Mike White needs to do? Because for me, I'm sorry. I think Zach Wilson's pretty done. I don't really see a world how Zach Wilson could play again this year. And I think if Mike White does what we all hope he does and takes this team to the playoffs and you see how the guys are really rallying around Mike White, how are you going to not make Mike White the quarterback next year unless you find a sizable improvement from Mike White. I'm not even talking about like Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm talking like an Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Tom Brady, who knows, or even Lamar <laughs> Jackson. And I'm just saying, you never know. Or mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, like guys of that cloth rather than just the veteran uh, mid-level mm-hmm. replacement. So what do you think? Because I think White could be a franchise quarterback. Uh, Yeah, I think he has the makings of it. Uh, obviously, I think he's only five games into his career, so – we're obviously going to learn a lot in this next five-game stretch from Mike White. But if he actually does lead us to the playoffs, a place that we haven't been since I was in middle school. I, gra- like I graduated college. Like, that is absolutely insane. Um, but all that being said, he has the build. He's tall. He could read defenses really well, unlike Zach Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson refuses to read a defense 
He throws with anticipation, which is huge in the NFL level quarterback. Zach, I think that's one of Zach Wilson's biggest problems is he has to see his receiver open and windows in the NFL close just like that. So Mike White has done everything right. His pocket presence is phenomenal. Like, I, when did we see Mike White throw a ball out of bounds yet through two games? I feel like Zach Wilson threw the ball out of bounds ten times a game. A lot because he's a, it's just I'm confident in Mike White if he does. If he continues this trajectory, say what you want, find a way to maybe deal Zach Wilson in the offseason and move forward to Mike White being your quarterback because you could tell every person in that locker room has bought in to Mike White, and that goes a long way. Yeah, I think for me, honestly, bro, I, I definitely agree with y'all. Like, after the Bears game, I was like, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we, we'll see. Um, you know, with the Bears defense and their struggles. Um, but I think after or just seeing him last week against the Vikings, the first half was okay. Um, but I think his ability to lead us back, constantly make those those throws. Um, the one to Corey Davis really sticks out to me on that fourth down. That was a really good throw. Um, I think for me, the one thing I do want to see more from him is just like the ability to use his legs. I don't think he's Joe Flacco. I don't think he's a statue, but I think he's it's more like trusting that he can actually run. Cause I remember like there were a couple plays against the Vikings where eh, he could have ran it. He could have ran it for, for a couple yards, maybe gotten out of bounds, whatever the case may be. But um, I wanted to bring this up about Mike LaFleur. Cause I definitely think there are times in the red zone, especially where we're, it's almost like we're too creative or we almost like second guess ourselves. Like just like you said, put, push the ball in. Like we're on the one yard line. Like let's not, let's not make it too difficult, but that I feel like the run, the offensive line, they're they're running, they're running, uh, their run blocking, excuse me, was little subpar um in that in those last whatever, last two drives, whatever the case may be, because those two runs to Donovan Knight, they we could have easily been at this a five yard loss. And he yeah. he had to make his way back to the, to the one. So do you guys think that maybe, you know, made a what was a factor into why, you know, we kind of call the two pass uh passing plays on third and fourth down? Well, well, the one passing play is ridiculous. That fade, pass, third, third, that, yeah. I hate that play. That was I hate terrible. that play. You I put agree. all your eggs in one bed. I hated it. And honestly, he was lucky he wasn't picked off. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, I, I was thinking that in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, here we go again. But listen, if you don't want to run it up the middle, I understand that. Maybe that's the time to call an end around or you roll Mike White out or you call um, a pitch play with everybody crashing the middle. I just don't like passing the football on – third down when you have two tries if you do it on fourth down all good i get it i get it seriously if you get stuffed on third down you want to throw it on fourth down god bless you but on third down we need to keep the ball on the ground or we need to call something away from the middle if you don't want to just do a basic quarterback sneak that's how i feel uh yeah no i agree i would have loved to run first on third down and if you know we got stuff there then you can kind of get creative a little bit on fourth down. Like Braxton should have had that, should have had the catch point blank period. I didn't like Terrible. that on fourth down. We went empty set. So we didn't even honor, Thank we didn't you. make him honor the fact that, oh, we could run it. You know, it was, oh, we're 100% going to pass it. So I didn't necessarily love that fact either. Um, what I've seen multiple teams do it. I don't know why we didn't do it uh, initially, but most teams, I feel like motion the tight end behind the quarterback hike it and have two people literally throw Mike white into the end zone. Cause you're so close. It's just, I don't know. I, even though the interior defensive line got stuffed a few times, but 
when you're that close, I think you got to. And how Bam Knight was running, I would have been like, yo, go ahead, young man. Do what you do and run hard and hit the damn wall. I honestly, when was the last time I've seen someone jump over the pile? Like, Tom. that used to be a thing. <laughs> like, that was it. Like, I don't know. I think there were so many better options besides throwing a fade route and then getting – it was a it was a good throw by Mike White, but at the end of the day, you should have at least had a, back, a running back in the backfield to make them honor the fact that maybe we're going to run the ball. I even said James Robinson. Guy's made a living yeah. off of one-yard touchdowns in his career. I get he doesn't really have the burst that he used to in Jacksonville. You brought him here for a reason. I would have gave him a shot on the one-yard mm-hmm. line. I think that would have been better. But going back to Mike White, and I just want to make this – I don't want to make this just solely about quarterbacks, but um, two things about him. That play with Elijah Moore where he uh, kind of rolled out and he threw the ball on the sideline, a ball I think Elijah Moore honestly should have caught. It wasn't the one where he did a bad job of keeping his feet in bounds, but um, you, you know what I'm talking about. He had plenty yeah, yeah. of room to run there. And Mike White's not a statue. This is a guy that caught a touchdown pass last year or, excuse me, <laughs> a two-point conversion against the Bengals. That play lives on in my memory for a lifetime. But um, uh, so there's that. And – just and I say this every single week, and I said it again on Monday, I think it was. If you were to just cover up the name Mike White and you just look at the numbers through five games, and really, I'm going to be completely honest with you, it's more of like a four, or you could even make the case for three because he may have been playing hurt. And let's be honest, against Buffalo last year, what were we really expecting from anybody, let alone, you know, Mike White or Zach Wilson? They both would have been terrible in that game. So mm-hmm. if you just take away Mike White, you would be saying and sitting here saying, wow, that must be a franchise quarterback right there from the first round. This is this is really some big-time stuff. A guy in his fifth start throwing for 369 yards. He had 315 last week. He had a 400-yard game in his debut. This must be a franchise quarterback from the first round. And lo and behold, it's Mike White. I think that I think people are just afraid. And it's, this is really like the, like the media and the Jets naysayers. I think the Jet fans are starting to warm up to it, believe it or not. I think people are just so afraid that the Jets may have found their quarterback in the most unlike. I'm being serious. It's just it can't process in people's minds that Mike White could be the Jets quarterback. I think that has a big thing to do with it, bro. Yeah, no, 100%. Everyone is – we've seen such bad quarterback play for so long that when we finally start seeing flashes of it, we're like, no, no way. that's not supposed to be serious. It. It's, it's supposed to be the second overall pick. He's in the fifth round. He was on a practice squad for two or three years. Like he, he can be the guy, but it's like, open your eyes, bro. Like every opportunity he's gotten outside of the Buffalo game where he was clearly hurt. He's shown it every, that, that one drive versus the Colts was a freaking, it was a beautiful drive. Like he's shown it every single time. So he could be it, and I think Jets fans are scared <laughs> of it not being Zach Wilson. <laughs> not me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. Um, Jake, Jake has convinced me on a lot of things. Uh, he's, he's definitely convinced me. <laughs> they should have played White in the first three games too, Benny. They should have. They were afraid he would look this good, and they couldn't go back to Wilson. Telling mm-hmm. you, a hundred percent. And that's why they didn't want to go to White at halftime in the Bengal game earlier in the year, bro. <laughs> why Flacco was the backup when Wilson I would honestly promote Strevler to the QB too to be honest that really alleviates yeah. some potential red zone problems I'm being serious mm-hmm. so, he can play like a Taysom Hill type role who knows for, for real like I don't want to see what the hell do we need Flacco out there for like give me a break yeah yeah no for sure I mean what do you guys think um or like what are your 
I guess, anticipations of like what Mike White could do against the Bills. Um, obviously, an away game conditions might be rough. Um, obviously, the Bills want revenge on, on how we played them last game. But, you know, I guess what are your expectations of like, how do you think he's going to play? Uh, I think Mike White's going to have I don't think he's going to throw for as many yards as he has in the past two games. But I think he's going to be very efficient. I don't know. Say what you want. We had no weapons last time we played the Bills last year. We were literally running out Denzel Mims, Tariq Black, you know, like a bunch of nobodies. We didn't have a running back, I'm pretty sure. Our offensive line was horrible. You know, this is a completely new team. I think Mike White is going to have success. He's probably probably going to turn the ball over at a point, but as long as it's not like a back-breaking turnover, you know. We live with those things. And say what you want, Buffalo's defense isn't as scary as it was at points last year, they're not as healthy. Um, say, And I'm pretty sure Milano hasn't practiced this week at all. So he missed the first week, um, the first matchup. He could very well miss this matchup. They're obviously missing Von Miller. Um, they're missing key pieces, so I'm not necessarily scared of them. Yeah, that's all I heard. Oh, they didn't have Milano last meeting. But really, we didn't have this guy. You may have heard of him, Brees Hall. <laughs> I I really wish Brees Hall was still here. I think re I really think White would be cooking with Brees Hall for real. <laughs> People oh forget. Yeah. Um, the weather in Buffalo, in case anybody cares, at game time there's about a fifty percent chance of rain with a thirty nine degree temperature in the forecast. If you want my expert opinion or my expert prediction, and I've been pretty on point with my gut feels, I think Mike White's going to carve him up this weekend. I really do. I think this could be a potential shootout, and I think Mike. I really do. And I think Mike White gets the Jets a win. I think we're going to win this week. And I think I'm going to be completely honest with you. And a lot of people think I'm crazy. And it, this just goes against what your wishful thinking would be. I don't think the game against Detroit is a slam dunk lock of a victory. Uh, that game kind of concerns me a little bit at, yeah. at MetLife Stadium, especially if Detroit wins this week. We talked about it on Monday where we kind of hope that the Vikings win this week to give Detroit – uh, a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. There, they'd be what uh, five and eight, probably yeah. out of the playoffs. Freeze your asses off at MetLife Stadium next week, playing for nothing but pride. You really focus on your games in the dome. After that, you want to go home and do whatever. So that's what I hope. But I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to beat Seattle on the road. And I think honestly, they're going to beat the Jaguars on Thursday night football. And Detroit and Miami are the toughest games in my opinion. I think we're really we match up well against the Buffalo Bills. They do not scare me whatsoever. We have two shutdown corners to go up against their two receivers. They have no running game. You all all you have to do is worry about Josh Allen running, in my opinion. And we, we have the type of a uh, blueprint to pull it off. Yeah, no, we definitely have the guys. I mean, listen, I'm I'm curious to see how this defense responds after. Um, that's a, an okay performance last. No, game. it was a bad performance. That's unacceptable. Okay. What do you think? Unacceptable, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think in the first half, them going 7 of 10 on third down, I oh, was like, abysmal. what are we doing? Too many like, flags, too. Oh, yeah. We were grabby. It was it was a sloppy first half, and they took full advantage. Kudos to them. Too many flags. And then and then when the, was it was a 20 to 15, I think it was, and then they let them go like 80 yards up the field. No, that was terrible. Yeah. I don't know. DJ Reed has been having a good year, but I don't know what the hell he was doing on that line, on that touchdown pass. He he gave them. Yeah, it was Jefferson. I mean, come on, you got to be fair here. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, but it was. I was just like that whole drive. We were just 
they get they just did whatever they wanted. Well, what they were doing in the first half was they were playing with defense in the parking lot. I yeah. say this all the time. <laughs> Why do they do that on third and three? Third and two, they got corners playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. Why are we not put playing press man-to-man coverage on both sides and send a blitz? I get it. They don't like blitzing and whatnot, but still, you got to put some pressure, especially on a quarterback that can't move like Kirk Cousins. But we're obviously playing a different quarterback, and uh, I wanted to say they better do a better job of tackling Josh Allen, unlike last time. Last time he had some big runs, and uh, it seemed like when he had the ball – in, in open space, it looked like we were, like, afraid to breathe on the guy. <laughs> Come on, hit, lay a licking on this guy. I can't stand him for what it's worth. I think he's the big yeah. dog. Can't yeah. <laughs> I like two or more than him. Oh, God, that's crazy. <laughs> like, not better, but still, I hate Josh Allen. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm listen, I definitely agree with y'all. I think the first half was definitely subpar. There were some moments in the second half for sure. Um, I, I graded it as okay just because we had a um, – some some drives, but yeah, Jake, you brought up a good point that uh that when we were down by five, um that drive was terrible. But um let's see if Jermaine Johnson can make another sack or another key key tackles th- this week for sure. I need a safety in the offseason too, because this guy Joiner sad he's had a good year for his standards. I get it. He's had his moments, but there's some moments where you're just like, bro, do you know what sport you're playing? Seriously. I don't know. We need a safety in the offseason in the worst way. And to be honest with you, another thing that's annoying me a lot about this defense, I feel like this defense just on screen passes still, we're starting to go back to the same crap from last year. We just can't seem to tackle a running back on a screen. Like it's like third and nine or second and nine, and they throw a dump off screen. up oh, First down, about two missed tackles from our guys. So that is a little annoying as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, tackling over the past few weeks has been awful, weird. It's it's like we weren't bad in the beginning. Of, ever since we came off the bye, it's just like guys are afraid to hit. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And, and the uh, flags. Yeah, yeah, we've been – yeah, no, it's been – our defense has been as – they're still good, but there's been a lot more inconsistency since the bye week for some reason. I mean, listen, that – that that safety play, I I remember the I don't even remember who they threw it to, um, but it was like I think, uh, uh Adam Thielen, like, I think it was, yeah, Thielen, and they threw it. It was probably like a what 30, 40 yard pass where he like, underthrew it. Yep, yeah, he underthrew it and like nobody knew where the ball was. I'm like, bro, that there's two safeties on one guy, and no, <laughs> the guy runs back five yards and catches the ball. The safety just looking around like has no have no idea what's going on. So, um. I, you know, I'm definitely curious to see what what we what we do uh, in the offseason for sure. And on the injury front, I mean, Max Mitchell out for the year. He was having a brutal game on Sunday. I mean, although George Fant didn't really do us any favors with that idiotic block in the back penalty when mm-hmm. the Jets were on the goal line. But still, I, I think George Fant is an upgrade. I'm not the biggest George Fant guy. I don't think I've ever been a big yeah. George Fant guy. Last year, I kind of was because I think Makai Becton is a total disappointment. But still... Um, George Fant looks like a, a clear upgrade at right tackle. We'll see. Mike Remmers is now the backup. He's a veteran guy, and they uh, called up LDT from the practice squad. Uh, level of faith in the offensive line for the rest of the year. I don't know. I think we're an injury away from a potential disaster, but you can't really blame Douglas because how, how many tackles are you going to sign? Nine? I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's uh, – I don't know. George Fant is definitely an upgrade. Hope – First and foremost, I hope Max Mitchell ends up being okay, gets back yeah, uh, on real. the field. But uh, that's that's definitely some scary stuff. But he was having a brutal, brutal uh, 
first quarter before he got pulled. Um, but at this point, we've signed so many tackles. We have – I don't know. The offensive line has been decimated every damn game, it seems like. And it's – I don't – I can't blame Joe Douglas for being an injury away at this point because what, what more can you do? What, like, honestly, there, there's nothing more. My heart sank when I saw Brown hold holding his shoulder too. I don't know if anybody noticed oh, that man. in the game. I was like, bro, this can't this can't be happening. Real t- real talk though, if if Brown knock on wood goes down, like who's our backup left tackle? It, it's got to be Remmers. Oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Fant going to left tackle, and then Remmers will play right tackle. Oh man! I mean, oh. nah, you can't even talk that into existence. I mean, no, I, yeah. just, I still just can't believe that we have. And then how about this, Benny? We talk about this all the time. How the hell are we going to Denver again next year? Is there a year where we don't play Denver or go to Denver? We're going we there serious? again. We're going there again next no way. year. Are you serious? Yeah. I told you this. How? They're going there again next year on the road. The return, like, come on. That's three years in a row. Yeah. I'm tired of playing Denver, bro. <laughs> Got to play the AFC West next year. Oh, oh my God! True, God. Oh so, man, we gotta go again. I mean, hopefully they're still playing like this. That's that'll. You oh, know. they will with Russell Wilson. <laughs> don't don't you worry. <laughs> they're, I mean, they, they couldn't even tough. do us a damn favor on Sunday and beat the Ravens. How are you feeling about the tiebreaker situation for this week? You think? Because I personally think I feel really good about the tiebreakers. Win or lose, I still think we're going to be in the playoffs. But I'm a little concerned about. Obvious, it's tough to really place my faith in Cliff Kingsbury. And yeah. Kyler Murray on Monday yeah. night, but Belichick struggles against the mobile quarterback, so I think we're good this week. Yeah, I'm not worried about it this week. I'm I'm not really worried about the Patriots at all. Their, their upcoming schedule is brutal. I know they play Buffalo again, Miami, uh, the Bengals. The Bengals are obviously playing really high level ball right now. Doesn't it make uh, you sick to your stomach that we lost the Patriots twice? Watching that game against Buffalo, I was confused on how we <laughs> lost. I just. Their offense is anemic. Granted, our defense did absolutely perfect, but it's not like their defense is otherworldly either. I don't know. I was so confused. And with a real we quarterback, had, we beat him twice. If we had one of those games, I'd have been like, you know what, whatever. But two times, come on, sick to my stomach, bro. Sick to my stomach. And they couldn't put White in. That's that's another thing with Salah. They should have put him in that game on the road. That was just Salah being in denial. That was bad, bro. And I like yeah. Coach now, too. I, I've grown on him a lot. I mean, how can you not? He's done a really good job this year. You have to call it how it is. And my stance is always the same. I don't give a damn about being right. I, you know, we're not getting paid to be here. I'm not getting performance bonuses. I'm not, you know, this is just something to really do. In my, I don't care about being right. I'm a fan first before being right first. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people that really do this for a living. They're just so concerned with being right that they just become tone deaf to everything. And in my opinion, if you're, and this is just a little life advice for anyone that really cares what I have to say. You have to admit when you're wrong about something and you have to listen and really not have binoculars on to a particular thing to be successful in life. If you look at successful people, they adapt all the time. And I think a lot of the sports writers and stuff like to just be right all the time. Me, I'm a fan. I want to be wrong. And I wanted to be wrong about coach. So I'm glad. And it looks like the Jets have their coach moving forward. But he should have pulled Zach out of that game. That was terrible. I think in hind I think in hindsight, like yeah, because like watching Zach again, and we talked about this before, but like watching him not make a simple throw on a simple screen pass or like 
<laughs> on like Mario's pants, and then and then Mike should have been like, "That's enough." <laughs> <laughs> that throw lives in my brain like forever because of how yeah. bad how bad it was. And then you see Mike White come in the next two games, and he's throwing dots <laughs> consistently. You're like, "Damn, he's hitting those <laughs> running backs in stride." <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> perfectly in stride. The screens are right to the chest. And we, we, of course, we don't catch the freaking ball, though, to start the game last week. I mean, that was another thing. Yeah. They got to catch the ball this week. That that mm-hmm. needs to get better. Conklin was brutal. I thought Conklin was going to have a game. I want him out. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I texted uh, Lorenzo this. <laughs> I'm being serious. Not obviously this year, but I texted Lorenzo this uh, the other day. Um, the, the guy from Notre Dame declared mayor. Oh, by all means, dude, he is a stud. I watch a lot of Notre Dame. My man, if we are in the 20s and that guy's lurking around, say less. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was – I don't understand. I thought Congo was going to be like, oh, I'm going back to Minnesota. Let me prove them why they should have kept me. And he played for why Minnesota on Sunday. He literally played for Minnesota on Sunday. And the fourth like, down. What did you think about the fourth down call? Oh, uh, which one? Oh, the, one, and, uh, the, the fourth and two, uh, not punting. What do you think? You think – because I didn't hate that. I probably would have punted. And to be honest with you, they should have converted if Conklin caught the ball. I think that's like a thing that doesn't get talked about. It's about, yeah. bro, the ball was in his hands. Catch the freaking ball. And then yeah, lucky yeah. it wasn't another interception. He was terrible on Sunday. Yeah, Even not- Corey Davis, who I can't. Bro, anybody that says the Jets <laughs> don't need to cut Corey Davis next year, you got you to gotta, you gotta look in the mirror, man. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody's he's, great. He's got to go. He's so inconsistent. He'll have a play and then not have a play. Like he's a, he's a, what's he doing running into the defender on that beautiful pass by Mike White? That was the that was the play of the year right there. Mm-hmm. Signature Mike White moment on the road against Minnesota to get the Jets to what would it be eight and four? Oh, pain. Yeah. And this guy is running into the defender. You think mm-hmm. he would run straight? Yeah. Like yeah, what are you I, doing? Yeah. No, that was. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been a whirlwind at wide receiver. Elijah, Elijah Moore. You know, not being who we thought we necessarily were, who I thought he was going to be this year. Corey Davis, injuries, drops, typical Corey Davis. But thank God we got Gary Wilson. <laughs> oh, he's a stud. And let me tell you something. We were together on draft night at the uh, lovely Bally's Casino. I'm not a free advertiser, but it's a good time over there. Um, in Atlantic City, I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, we really drafted this guy. I wanted, uh, I wanted A.J. Brown really badly. I mean, I don't really think that's that uh, – <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I hate to break it to people, but I think AJ, I know Garrett Wilson's a stud. He's the best receiver the Jets have had in my lifetime, but that doesn't really say much. I think AJ <laughs> Brown is a little better right now, but still, um, I was pissed off that we drafted him. But yeah, he's a stud. But uh, Corey Davis, he, he's got it going. Um, I got to be honest with you, bro. Elijah Moore, I think I'm done with him as well. I think I, I think I am. Yeah, um, it's been weird. I, I initially, I, I understood. You know, I was like, you know, Zach Wilson kind of sucks. You're not, you're not getting the ball, but how he handled it, the trade request, kind of had me like raising an eyebrow. Like, are you that serious? We're, we're winning ball games at least, but I don't know. He, he, he we all envisioned him being like an Antonio Brown, oh, but <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's not producing, and you know, I, I think he'll find a way to get get out of New York sometime in offseason. I think our wide receiver room is probably going to look a little bit different next year. And I don't, I don't, I don't really think know. they're going to trade him, bro. You don't think so? No. no I don't think so either. Honestly, Even though. if he throws it, another fit? What, say what? Even if he throws another, like, you know. Well, he's fit. doing – he's interviewing the quarterback today. He looks a lot happier with Mike. I mean, 
I got to be yeah. honest with you. I, I'm a little done with him, but like I'm more done with him for, yeah, the antics were annoying and stuff. It's for not getting your feet in bounds. You're not really doing anything during the game. Right. It's, the, the antics are, I mean, listen, Zach Wilson stinks. Clearly he had, he had a reason yeah. for doing what he did. The guy was terrible. That's yeah. what people got to realize. Anybody that said, like, I see the tweets after the game, like, oh, they got to play Wilson next week. If you think that the Jets should play <sighs> Zach Wilson, if, like, seriously, if you think they need to play him or you think that he can turn it, bro, nah. wake up. Yeah, no. He's like, no, I, I think Elijah Moore is going to stay. I actually want the uh, the other Ohio State receiver. If we, I want to go offense in the first round, just to be perfectly clear. I know we don't really do draft now. We're looking for the playoffs, but still. Um, I either want the wide receiver from Ohio State, Smith and Jigba, or um, uh, Mayer from Notre Dame. I want a weapon again in the first round, really keep building this offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think our our defense is perfect. Like, I think we obviously need a safety, but you can find a quality safety in the second, third round uh, in most drafts. So I think we're a safety away from – and then honestly, we, we bring back the likes of, like, Quincy Williams or, or Quan or something like that. Our defense is going to be intact. Uh, for the most part for next year. But I think I definitely want to go offense. Again, we got to get more weapons outside of uh, Garrett Wilson because our tight end play, we were all excited going into the season thinking we were going to get really good tight end play. No I like Uzama, though. Yeah, he, he, he's he been good. We don't give him opportunities to really catch the ball. He caught a nice ball uh, last week, but then we never t- like targeted him again. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. Tight end plays anemic. Not- and, and I, I definitely agree. I definitely think we should we be hunting for for more weapons, um, especially in, in the National Football League. Like you got to score points. The defense can be as great as you want, as we saw in New England. Yeah, <laughs> we, oh, <laughs> we definitely need to score points. I think on Elijah Moore though, like it sucks because you know antics aside, just playing the field. But like last year, he had his moments. Man, we were like, man, this guy could be really, really freaking good. Like with Mike White. Yeah, and he's like, oh, <laughs> like a- now it's like, man, like. <laughs> Two or three receptions, two or three receptions, you know, 40, 50 yards. And it's like, yeah, like that's kind of, that's kind of whatever. I kind of had higher expectations, but I mean, listen, we still have a, the rest of the season left. So um, to be determined, but th- those are just my thoughts on, on Elijah Moore for sure. I will say, I mean, they were saying something at the trade deadline. DeAndre Hopkins was getting uh, some calls <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinal. I'm just saying, hey, Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. you want to do something stupid, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, I think he's going to get fired. <laughs> But yeah, I would take a guy like that at Devontae Adams. You you don't want to play for the Raiders anymore, but by all means, come on <laughs> over. I, I would also take a guy of that cloth just for what it's worth. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, if if oh yeah, we're getting we're getting really uh carried away. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my, la- my last question before we let you go, and, and we've talked about this as well, but I'm curious to hear what somebody else has to say. Bro, can you explain to me why coach is still saying the plan is for Zach Wilson to get on the field. Like, what do you think the motive is behind? Like, what do you, what would be your reaction if coach is like, we're going to start Zach this week if they they lose to Buffalo this week? Like, what do you think? I'm like you. I was initially kind of down on coach. He's done great things. I've bought in. The moment, at any point this season, he's like, Zach Wilson is going to be the starting quarterback. I will be out on him once again because that is – I hate to say it, that'd be idiotic to like put it like the nicest way. I I believe I'm not no quarterback coach or anything like that, but a lot of the stuff that Zach Wilson needs to work on isn't stuff that's fixed in a week, two weeks, three weeks. That's he needs to tear everything down and start over. And that's a whole offseason program. Say what you want. 
the offense, the defense, we're all bought into Mike White. And I don't know. It's, you know, just, just put it out there. It's Mike White's team for the rest of the year. We're going to roll with him. Give him the confidence. I don't know. At least me as a former athlete, getting the vote of confidence from my coach being like, look, we're, we're rolling with you. You're the guy. You know, that feels good. It's like, okay, cool. They notice what I'm doing. I'm not a two interception game, another two interception game away from being back on the bench. Like get, the players are around him. The coaching staff should be right there with them and moving forward into the playoff push. Anything other than that, it's, it's not smart. Not smart. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I definitely completely agree. My whole stance on it is like, the first of all, the guys are bought in. Let's, you know, just, just based off how, yeah, you know, their interactions totally with agree. Mike white, like, Guys in the locker room, post game, even after the loss last week, they were like, you know, what Garrett Wilson said, like, you know, we'd go to war with Mike White. Like, <laughs> you know, Zach stinking well, we... in practice after they, like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, we heard okay things about, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, pretty much like what, what you're supposed to say in the media. Yeah, good teammate, all that good stuff. But like, I feel like these are genuine reactions <laughs> and like genuine feelings about Mike White. Um, and unless, unless something catastrophic or, crazy happens where he just does not look good at all for multiple games i don't see a point this season where where sala um changes the quarterback in my opinion i think they generally want to win for mike white seriously i definitely do but man if they go back to zach and i personally think the best avenue for zach is to get traded and be somebody's backup neck he needs like a year or two yeah. Of, of work and the Jets really did him a disservice I get it he looked good in the preseason and just looking back on things we really did him a disservice by playing him right away he should have been sitting for the whole year like Trey Lance if you really want to think back and evaluate things from far probably should have kept Arnold for yeah. for that year and seen what you had <laughs> like I it sounds pretty ridiculous but I don't know maybe you should have or maybe you should have went out there and gotten of it like a stopgap guy for a year. I forget who was available that offseason, but like a I don't know, like who's like a backup level to start like a Trubisky, like a Tennessee Bridgewater. Bridgewater, a guy like that. They really didn't do him any favors. And it was really tough to go from BYU to starting from day one in the NFL. And who knows if he had a whole year and they brought in his coach or whatever, John Beck in his rookie year. Yeah. Um who knows? I think they really mismanaged him and that's all more of the reason why I don't want to draft the quarterback again next year. I either want White or I want Aaron Rodgers, the two, mm -hmm. the two most realistic options. So. Yeah, I'm done with drafting quarterbacks. We've seen how that works time and time don't again. Right. Yeah, and you said it. Even, unfortunately, when uh, a Nat passed away, there was no other – like, we didn't replace Nat, you know what I'm saying? It was just go out there and just play, and you're going to learn on a job. Say what you want. Mike LaFleur was in charge of transitioning him from BYU to an NFL level starting quarterback. Yeah. Like we did him a disservice and not to mention their team around him was pretty damn bad too. So it was, we expected him to go out there and do magical things. And I don't know, at this point he needs a total reset. And I think his best bet is getting out of New York because say what you want with the New York media, there's no way he's going to be able to, you know, no, nah, there's no way. Well, it's funny, though. You say that team is was really bad that he played for last year. I don't know. I saw Mike White throw for 400 yeah, that's true. with that same team. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah. I say I say, that has to be the best loss. 
Like, oh, when's the last time you saw a game like Mike White play? Oh, wait, you have to go back to last year when Mike <laughs> White did the same thing. I'm telling – I really think White could be good. I Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I seem to have been ahead of it. Everybody's like, well, let's see how he plays. I'm like, I don't know. Like, he looked pretty good last year. Yeah, Jake was on it. I'll, and they Jake just, it. and it was just very interesting timing with everything, right? Last year, the moment he has that bad game, Zach's ready to come back and play. This mm-hmm. year, Zach has a bad game against the Patriots. Hold on, we have a pretty good team this year. Um, Mike White, you're not all of a sudden like all what was oh he was really practicing that well from the uh, scout team <laughs> to be to play over Joe Flacco seriously, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they think they're like they think we're all stupid, and the, the plan is not for Zach to get back on the field. In my opinion, it's either for Zach to be the back. I really think it's to be the backup, if if yeah. anything. And I think that my end Sal, Sal is not dumb, bro. Like, yeah, I'm not really concerned about that. Yeah. But if, but if something does happen to White, though, I would much rather see Wilson than, than Flacco. Yeah, there's nothing Flacco could do. <laughs> that, that Why is he still here? <laughs> He's not even a good mentor, clearly. Like, yeah, clearly. He wasn't teaching Zach that much the last two years. Jeez, mud on. But, um, <laughs> well, this this was fun, Benny. It was great having you. Uh, hopefully the Jets win on Sunday. We can uh, recap another win on Monday. Yeah. And uh, – Am I missing anything? Yep. Uh, leave us the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow, whatever, do, what you, do whatever you have. Goes right to your phone. We all know. I think that's great technology. And as always, go Jets. Go Jets.